Welcome to the We Go There podcast. I'm Lexi. And I'm Nikki. And our favorite conversations are when someone starts by saying, this might be TMI, but... Exactly. We go there. Because no topic should be too taboo, especially when it comes to women's health. We ask the questions you may be too afraid to ask and interview the experts to get the answers you need. So we're doing this completely unfiltered. 100%. Okay, let's go there. So this little update here stemmed out of an organic conversation that Lexi and I had regarding how oftentimes when we ask for help, we're worried because we don't want to feel like, you know, we're going to come across like a bitch. So much. And in so many areas of our life, like we just started talking about this and it just dominoed from Mm -hmm. being a... Clark's birthday is next week and I need to get, I need to get him a present <laughs> mm-hmm. and do all the things, the cake and, and all the things, all the things that moms always do <laughs> all the things to get it ready so that he has a really amazing COVID birthday mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's been living in COVID the entire year of his life. So then it stemmed into me ranting about when I get up in the middle of the night constantly and it would always fall on me. But the only reason that was the case was because I didn't ask for help because I just like thought I could do it all or thought that I was supposed to be doing it all. And why do we do this to ourselves? It's, why as moms and women are we always like, oh, I've got it. Like, I've got it. And I'm just going to bear this burden and then kind of become resentful and tired and crotchety and have bags under my eyes. and Exactly. Yeah. And like I would be so miserable because I did all the things and then had like a full uh, up all night and then had a full day of work and Adam's the exact same position except for he wasn't up all night he had a nice night's sleep yeah and then he'd sit me down and be like okay like let's talk why are you in a bad mood Lexi what's going on here (laughs) and you know give it to me straight and be like well just ask me like wake me up I'm happy to get up a couple times in the night and then it makes you realize like why are we putting ourselves often in these situations, not just as mothers, but like mm-hmm. every single part of our lives where even at work, we're not asking for the raise or the promotion yeah. or, you know, the office with a view because we don't want to be coming across as a bitch, a bitch or, you know, a, you know, bossy or needy, which is not okay. Not okay. Because again, we make the parallel of like, if a man was, you know, asking for the raise and asking for the office with a view, he's assertive. He's confident. He's powerful. Completely. He's a complete boss and people are like, that guy's the man and he should be promoted. Right. And with us, it's like, okay, so, you know, Bob over here went. (laughs) Great name. Love it. Bob went and asked for the promotion and he got it. And Susie over here didn't even though she's doing such a better job than Bob and she's not getting promoted because she simply just didn't ask for what she wants and likely deserves and it's all areas though like in motherhood I think we just put ourselves in a position where we're doing everything because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one it's like how we've been raised and socially it just like is what we're supposed to be doing we're the ones who are supposed to attend to the babies first and all of those things and we have that innately in us to do Mm -hmm. but at the same time like 
you're both been, you've both been given this baby at the same time. Like you both are going through the exact same motions together. It's true. I, I love the story you gave with, with, with the formula. Cause you were yeah. like, what was it? Adam oh was like, God. how do I do this? And you're like, are you kidding me? You've had this baby for how long? It's um, Clark's almost a year old. You awesome. don't know how to make a bottle of formula. And he knows this was last week. <laughs> <laughs> Like last week, and it's like so. What do? Sorry, how much again? And like three quarters of what? Like, yeah, yeah. Come on, he <laughs> we knows. Love you, Adam. Love we you, Adam. love you, and he, and I'm very lucky. He's very helpful. We split tasks, all those things. It's that I simply don't ask enough. It's that I typically always just do you the just bottle do because I just do. And the times that I ask, then he's like, "How do I do that?" And that pisses me off because I'm like, "Of course." How do you not know? And he's like, because you always do it. Like, it, it's yeah. not his fault. It's our fault. And oftentimes, I think it is our fault that we're putting ourselves in these positions where we're just simply, like, we got to ask. As women, we need to step up and be yeah. our own, like, advocates. Be our own advocates. That's another whole kind of conversation. And as you know, I talk to so many prenatal women in our prenatal classes, our push prep classes. And one of the very common themes is you know, okay, I've, I've done this education, I've done this course, I know the evidence, the research suggests that I should be like this. I'm worried that when I'm actually in birth and I'm in that scenario, if if they, meaning, you know, my healthcare providers, the doctor, whoever tells me I need to, for instance, go on your back is a big one, right? So we know it's better to be on your side if possible. You know, it's a more sacrum-freeing position. There's less strain on your pelvic floor for you to birth on your hands and knees or on your side. And yes, you can still do it with an epidural. These are the things we taught, we teach. But women are going, well, what if, what if in the moment they're telling me that I need to do this? And I'm like, well, yes, obviously if it's in a medical emergency, mm -hmm. but oftentimes it's not. It's just that's what the doctors used to. That's right. their training. And and women go well. How am I supposed to in that moment speak up for myself? And it's it can cause a lot of stress. And and a lot of times they're saying, well, I don't want to seem like a bitch. Totally. And I'm like, but you know. And of course, I'm trying to be encouraging to say, well, you're probably never going to see these people again. You know, at the end of the day, like it's good to have these conversations before that moment, mm -hmm. right? To say like heads up, if it's okay for me and the safety of my baby, I would prefer to push in this position, right? Having those conversations in advance is mm -hmm. important, but there's this fear of challenging, you know, the rule or challenging authority figures and being a bitch. Totally. I mean, I could completely relate to not wanting to do that. And I like, I, I just made like to do this quiz. <laughs> I just did this quiz because I was telling Nikki that I'm like a people pleaser. Yeah, I was like, do this quiz. It's the Gretchen Rubin personality quiz. So we should put this in the show notes. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Free quiz. It's like Cosmo quiz for adults. Basically, you figure out, are you an obliger? Are you um, an upholder, a rebel, or a questioner? Right. And yeah. And so I, because I was telling Nikki, I am a people pleaser, but then I'm also like will definitely fend for myself like I'll put myself mm -hmm. first in certain th things and be my advocate not with a doctor I, I would have a challenging time with that so I can appreciate how people feel in that position mm -hmm. literally yeah um but I'm an upholder I just did the tip the she, she likes to follow rules I'm such a rule follower <laughs> I was saying Adam tried to get me to go through a the schoolyard the other day and I was like it says private property <laughs> like no if there's a sign there I will not cross <laughs> um so I'm a hold, upholder I'm a rule follower 
and I meet expectations of others, but also myself. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, which is it, accurate. It's a great, it's a yeah. great quiz, and I'm like and you're the a questioner. Definition of a questioner, which makes so much sense. <laughs> knowing me and knowing yeah me. the uh, and I can illustrate this with a quick story. Basically, um, a lot of you know that I was born with a heart condition called SVT. It stands for supraventricular tachycardia. It sounds very scary, but you don't die from it. It's really it's does it does. <laughs> Basically, it's an arrhythmia where there's an electrical malfunction in your heart. So. It gets worse when you're pregnant. I had it since I was a teen. Then I get pregnant and, you know, I had a couple episodes in pregnancy. Not super fun. Your heart rate goes to like 180 beats per minute. Um, and you can feel dizzy. Your blood pressure plummets. It's, you know, it's a bit Gosh. scary. So I had to meet with an anesthesiologist before I gave birth for the first time. And it was just because they wanted to kind of get a sense of, you know, the contraindications of, of, you know, you've got this, this active issue, you've been in and out of the ER during your pregnancy. So the anesthesiologist said to me in our meeting, and we had a great chat, I liked him a lot, yeah. very experienced older man, and he said, you know, well, we, we don't really have any data on the impact of SVT and birth, but we recommend an epidural. And I said, okay, well, tell me more about the fact that you don't have any data. <laughs> and I, I started just asking him a million questions because yeah. that's just, I'm authentically curious, but I also feel only comfortable making a decision and following rule if I have enough information about why that rule exists in the first place. Right. And so he was like, well, you know, we think. And I was like, but do you know? Is there data? And he's like, no. And so anyways, fast forward then, you know, probably about three weeks later, I'm in birth. I had gone into labor. I'm in triage at Sunnybrook here in Toronto. And I'm, you know, in triage and all of a sudden this nurse, and of course I'm in the middle of the throes of contraction. I'm vomiting at this part. It was very, very glamorous. And this kind of crotchety nurse, there's always one. No, I had an amazing <laughs> nurse team, but this particular woman was, did not like me. Did being, not like you. Did not. I was being noisy at th four in the morning in her triage. I mean, you were throwing up, was, like, yeah. come on. And, you know, I was in my zone. I had my doula there, was, you know, but she sort of yells from the other room, it says you need an epidural. <laughs> like, pretty much exactly like that. And I remember, like, just yelling back to her. I was like, I'm going to match your tone. It says it's recommended, but not required. And then she just huffed off. She was pissed. Was yeah. And I was just like, and that was that. And so she just knew she wasn't going to get anywhere with me. And the rest of the story is history. I progressed beautifully. And, and I want to clarify. I Yes, I had an unmedicated birth my first time. And I'm not saying that that's the best way to do it. Right. I got lucky. And it was also important for me to try my best to have that experience because I had had so many interventions, IVF, heart stuff, in and out of the ER. I was like, give me this one thing that I don't need a medical intervention. Just give me this one thing, universe. And thankfully, it worked out. But right. that's partly why I was like, no, like I am not going to just blindly follow this advice because you think it might be a good idea. Like, do if you don't have data, mm -hmm. you don't. I'm not just going to blindly follow so that's a questioner and I but I think that that's so, in so many areas of that it's so great and the message that it gives is so great because yes you're a questioner and that's who you are but the other part of it is like you just like knew <laughs> you need it you needed this like that in this you really wanted this to be your you know plan and none of this goes as planned like no. absolutely not we have zero control of how these beautiful babies come into our lives but you can advocate for yourself and you did ask those questions and because you did you actually ended up getting like that 
as you know yeah i was i, I mean was amongst the vomiting and stuff but a, a beautiful experience <laughs> <laughs> i mean obviously i was also lucky there's a lot of things we can't control exactly. you know baby's head was down and there were no medical emergencies but it was just I guess the point is, and I try to tell this to my students all the time, don't worry about being a bitch. Because, again, look at the other flip side. If it was a man, he would be considered assertive and confident and powerful and competent. You know, it's like, so I feel like I'm trying my best to share with women. It's it's okay to speak up. You can do it in a very calm, educated, non-bitchy way. Totally. Right? But it's it doesn't, you know, because if what happens, the alternative is, we don't speak up, and if things don't go the way we want, then we turn around and we become resentful. Completely. Right? Or, and think, like, I should have, I should have, and then you're, you know, second-guessing all the things that went, your whole, you know, labor experience mm-hmm. went through, and, oh, had I just. Right. I, no one likes living that way. Like, it's just not, not a nice place to be, and I 100% would have been in that camp. Like, I ended up having a midwife, so she very much, like, she was, like, doing the things on my behalf, I felt like. Um, And maybe even using your partner. If, like, you're not feeling like you would be confident in that moment to Mm -hmm. stand Mm -hmm. up for yourself and and ask, like, lean on your partner in that moment, probably. Absolutely, if your partner is able to. I mean, Matt barked three times. when I No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Three times. Oh my God, Nikki, that is so amazing. <laughs> Love you, Matt. But he he can't even watch Grey's Anatomy. He's like, oh my God. I'm like, it's food coloring, hon. He's like, how can you watch this? And oh I'm my like, goodness, you're a questioner. I and know. He, <laughs> he 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 could he's shaking. Poor he, he's not oh, into Matt. like he's queasy. He's not a big would not have made a good medical professional. Oh, that's actually incredible. I love that this just went there. That's amazing. Okay, so if if your husband has the stomach, then he could have, or your partner has the stomach, he could advocate. But yeah, and I think this just circles back to, and, and for me especially, like in my professional life too, is like I was telling you, I had like a screen when I would do speeches of like literally the middle would be ask, and then it would be all the things that us as women like make up in our own heads a lot of the time that we think we're being judged and being called if we ask for what we want and I think they're big just general like this whole discussion is about is just as women like no one in as top professional or being successful in really anything that you do mm-hmm. are you going to get there if you're not actually actively advocating for yourself and asking for what you want and you believe you deserve 1000 in any area of your life in your relationships and yeah that can equal resentment if you're not asking and communicating what you want and need like truly like I need a nap like I need a nap (laughs) need a fucking nap (laughs) that like and then in your laboring experience and then in your job career all areas of our lives as women we need we're we are all like a lot of times people pleasers and so how do we do how do if someone if someone's listening to this and they're like you know I love that you were doing presentations on that that's awesome so what do you say to someone who's like oh but it's so hard for me to ask for what I want what what are some places that they can start what do you think I think it's I think it's getting like take yourself to the place of what's the worst thing that could happen if I asked like Mm -hmm. take your place go ahead and be like okay so I ask for the nap or I ask (laughs) for the promotion like Mm -hmm. what's the worst case yep yeah okay like bitch comes across my mind or whatever but is is that me making that up or is that actually what's gonna happen well actually you're gonna look like you 
are really like a advocate for yourself that you believe you deserve that and then that's going to make your you know boss for example think oh well wow like Nikki really thinks she's like the shit (laughs) crushing it in this like maybe I'm missing something or absolutely like I I actually has was thinking about promoting you and since you've asked like you're showing up for yourself and in that way like you truly can never go wrong Mm -hmm. the worst case scenario is not that bad we just make it so much worse in our head I love that that is powerful so just go for it basically go for it yeah like and all of us together like we can women together like we can only get so far ahead as us as like a tribe yeah supporting each other and all be doing the same because stigmas need to be broken clearly Mm -hmm. especially the ones we make up in our own heads and we can only do that if we all (laughs) stand our arm in arm and be like we're gonna ask and start just like vouching for ourselves I love that. So you heard it here first. <laughs> yep. There we go. No, you are, that is, and, and for those of you who don't know Lexi, she's a boss lady. You have a lot of, you have a huge business. You have employed so hundreds of, of people and uh, you've done so much in your young years. So I think that this is really powerful advice. So thank you. Well, thank you. And we are not a boss bitch. We are a boss bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dork. <laughs> I have like a picture of that that I love looking at. One of my team members fan. I was like, "That's amazing." Tell them we the all comma. are. Comma placement means comma everything. Placement. <laughs> yeah, grammatically correct statement. All right, thanks, guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at We Go There Podcast and check out WeGoTherePodcast.com for more info.